Welcome to another episode of Coach Pep Talk, the podcast for people who run their own coaching businesses. Each week, I talk to an expert who shares wisdom that helps us be better coaches and better coaching business owners. This week, I've got Tim Brownson on the line, and he is going to tell us how you can get your coaching website to gain more traffic and convert that traffic into clients. So I'll see you on the other side. Coach Pep Talk is proudly brought to you by Life Coach Office. Gain ultimate freedom and flexibility in your coaching business with Life Coach Office, the online coaching software specifically designed for the single coach coaching business. You can use the software to manage your client files and coaching resources all in one place online. And it's all under one umbrella with an easy to use technology. If you'd like to give Life Coach Office a try, you can do that for seven days. No credit card required, just an email address. Check out www.universalcoachingsystems.co. I feel honored to be talking to Tim Brownson today, who is the founder of two very successful websites, including A Daring Adventure, which is a personal development site geared at helping get people unstuck, and also the founder of Coach the Life Coach, which is a specialist program that helps new and soon-to-be life coaches work with as many paying clients as possible while honing in on their coaching skills. Tim has 10 years of life coaching experience, has had his work seen by over 3 million people across the globe, is the author of nine books and over 1,500 self-development articles. So let's hear what Tim has to say about coach websites. Hello, Tim, and welcome to the show. Uh, thank you. But I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm delighted to be here. I'm delighted that you're here also. Okay, so we are going to talk about websites that convert. So I thought it would be kind of cool to start out with your very first website and telling us a little bit of a story and an evolution compared to where you are now with your website. Oh dear, okay, so my, <laughs> yeah, my first website was about 12 or 13 years ago. Uh, and anybody that knows anything about researching websites can click on Wayback Machine and the, you can see a site from, you know, different little snapshots of sites. And you can go and see my first website, and it's horrible. Um, so my logo slash icon slash, I don't know even what to call it, was a cartoon turtle with a strap of dynamite, or a, or a stick of dynamite strapped to its back, and it was like, it was a GIF, so it would, as you loaded the site, it would start at the bottom, it would move across the site from, God, I'm cringing as I'm saying this, from top to bottom, uh, from bottom, uh, yeah, from bottom to top. And uh, it was pretty horrible. It was, you know, I had no clue about websites. Even though I used to sell websites before I got into coaching, I really didn't understand about <clears throat> conversion or, well, anything. I didn't understand about anything. I just thought, oh, this looks really cool. And it did look kind of cool. People liked it, but I'm not sure that it brought me any, any clients. So um, that was, like I say, about 12 years ago. We ran about 2000, early 2005, late 2004, whatever. And uh, I stuck with that for probably two or three years. And then I realized 
it was a slow dawning realization that this is horrible. Also, I didn't, in, in those days, there was no WordPress and I didn't have a blog. <clears throat> and, uh, it, it, you know, it was a flat HTML site and it, it basically, it just, it just sucked. So anybody can go on waybackmachine.com and go and pull up my site and you'll probably howl with laughter at it. <laughs> I can't imagine a, an animated turtle gif with dynamite and how that's related to... Um... Nah, no, me neither now at the time. It seemed like a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, let's... Actually, strangely enough, I, 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 at the time, I was working in a place called Scunthorpe. This is honestly <laughs> true. And anybody, you know, we've just had a conversation with Ben beforehand, and she lived in an area of the UK where I used to work in, and Scunthorpe is it. And it was a designer who was a client of mine, and she said, oh, I've got this great idea for a website. And I'm like, oh, okay, what is it? And it's, oh, it's this turtle, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, bring it on. <laughs> yeah, bring on that turtle. Okay, so let Tim, let's fast forward a bit, and then you've decided something's, you know, struck you that maybe we could, we could improve this. Um, what mm -hmm. happens next? I've moved to the US, and basically I, I, I got like about two clients at the time, and I wasn't sure what to do. I didn't know anything about online marketing at the time. And basically, I just typed into Google SEO, you know, search engine optimization, Orlando. And the guy who came back at, he wasn't number one, I think it was number two. I think it was a national company that came back at number one. I then hired him to do my SEO. And he then went on to design my site. And he did a fairly good job. He, it didn't end very well with my relationship with him because I didn't realize how much stuff he was outsourcing. This is one of the things with coaches is you don't need to know everything about your business, about SEO, about online marketing, you know, uh, social media, etc. But you need to know enough that you can question the people that you're hiring. And I hired this guy thinking, oh, he's really good, not realizing at the time and, or until like two years later, really, that, he really wasn't very good. He was just, you know, he was just using other people um, to, to build everything. And that, and that site was a famous, I'm talking about, as a PHP site. And it was fairly good, uh, but it was kind of like just the next step on to getting a, a proper professional site. It, it did okay. And, and I did okay, really, by, by and large, because I started on a massive guest posting. Uh, strategy of you know just basically hitting every blog that I could with guest posts and getting my name out in front of as many people as possible so it was more you know sometimes you, you, you succeed in spite of yourself or in spite of the circumstances and sometimes because of them you know for my first five or six years of coaching I succeeded in spite of what I got going on rather than because of it gotcha okay so let's fast forward to now well, the website now, actually, the website now probably needs an update because it's about three years old. And, and, and the problem with sites these days is, you know, the technology is moving so quickly. And, you know, one of the major factors in Google's algorithm in terms of ranking sites, and there's about 200, but one of the major ones is speed of uh, site, the, the, the site loads. Um, mine's fairly slow now, and that's because we've added so many things to it over time that are now generally tend to be built in. So, you know, like I say, the site looks fairly modern, 
but the back end of it really isn't. It's fairly, you know, it's a fairly dated site. You know, three years in internet time, it's a long time. So it looks good and I get a lot of compliments for it. And I've got a fantastic designer. I would never ever design a website myself. Um, but it's from a technical standpoint, it could definitely, it could definitely be improved in terms of helping me rank on, on Google. I still rank very highly for certain search terms but it, it could do better. Okay, so let's, let's talk about how is your site converting now? Are you, is it actually generating clients for you now? Yeah, yeah, very much so, yeah. I mean, I, um, at the moment, I'm, I'm struggling to deal with the amount of inquiries I get. Um, and that's because I, I've done a lot of work on long-tail keywords, so looking for certain search terms that I want to rank for. Um, so, so previously, so if I back up about five or six years, I really just focused on the term life coach, ranking for the term life coach. And probably about three times I hit the first page of Google. Now, technically speaking, these days there really isn't the first page of Google because um, everybody sees different results. It's based on geography, social media connections, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, back then, the, 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 the most definitely was. And whenever I used to hit the first page of Google, the, yeah, I just, I know within 24 hours that I'd hit it because the spiking inquiries would just be ridiculous. It would, you know, from, from the second page it, to the first page, it's, it's just night and day. It really is absolutely, there's no comparison in terms of the amount of inquiries and inbound traffic and et cetera. So, um, but now I don't really focus on the term life coach because it's so competitive. And you know, there's probably five places on the front page that you're never going to get past. I'm never going to get past Wikipedia for life coach. I'm not going to get past any major news organizations that runs a, a, a story of a life coach in it. I'm probably never going to get past lifecoach.com, which is a, is a website that I pretty much brutalized on every meaningful metric apart from the fact of the domain name and the relevancy. So, so now I focus more on, on certain terms, long tail keywords, and um, then try to convert the traffic when I, when I get it there. And that's the one thing that most uh, coaches don't understand is really how to convert traffic or not necessarily how to convert it, what you should be doing with traffic when you get there. Most people think, you should be getting them to hire you, and that's really not what you should be doing at all. Okay, I do want to talk about that conversion path because a lot of uh, my listeners uh, will, you know, some of this language will be very, um, they'll be comfortable with, but some of some of the terms you're using might be a little bit new. So, mm -hmm. um, this can you just brief, in really brief terms, explain what a long tail keyword is for somebody who is is new to the whole search engine optimization space? Yeah, sure. So anybody that's listening to this, go and type in self-development for kids into Google. And you pr I'm probably going to be at number one for that because I wrote a blog post called self-development for kids <clears throat> a few years ago. And that is a long tail keyword. So a keyword normally is one word or maybe two words. So life coach is a key keyword. And, and then you get into long tail, which is really three and four. Uh, you don't really want to go to five. It's only three and four. So if you do a search, put in, you know, for anybody listening, put in life coaching to Google and scroll right the way down to the bottom. And Google will give you 
um, different search terms like have you thought about this you know mm. life co- what life coach earns or their long tail keywords so it, it, Google's all about relevancy so if you can write a post that meet, is highly relevant to them so you know somebody putting in self development for kids Google trots off and it does a few million searches and it's you know it's, it's crawling all these pages and it thinks oh hang on a minute there's this guy here that's wrote a post called self development for kids I'm going to bring this back to to the uh, into the results, and it's something that brings me a lot of traffic, and it brings me a lot of inquiries. S- sadly for me, I don't coach kids. <laughs> you know, it, at the time I did, and now I don't. So it was a it was a strategy, and now I just you know I don't really want to work with anybody under the age of about thirty or unless you're a life coach. Um, so a long tail keyword is basically thinking. So let's suppose in you know you're a a life coach in um, in Sydney, for example, you, you know, life coach Sydney will be a long tail keyword. So you would maybe attack that because the competition, you know, the competition for life coach is fierce and it's insane. But the competition for life coach Sydney suddenly drops off a cliff. There's nothing like the competition. So you have the opportunity using long tail keywords and then optimizing the post properly to then compete for that. Uh, and, and it's kind of like a, a, a shortcut because there are already 10 people that can be on the first page for Google for the term life coach or, or 10, you know, 10 sites. But when you start to use long tail keywords, you maybe go, you might want to go life coach Sydney, or you might want to go life coach Australia or, you know, so with, with coach or life coach, my training business, we target all sorts of long tail keywords like, you know, uh, life coach earnings or uh, life coach websites, things like that. So you can you can start to draw in traffic under different terms where it's not quite as competitive as it would be just for the term life coach because that's just like I say it's just it's a fool's errand going after that now for, for most life coaches. What we've been looking at really now for the for the website is attracting traffic to the website, and it sounds like one of the most recent or effective strategies you're using right now is search engine optimization specifically around long tail keywords. Before we leave that whole space of attracting traffic, are there, what other kind of traffic generating things do you do? And if you could just give us a list and then we'll go in and we'll talk about the whole conversion process. Okay. Well, I think, you know, I mean, that's definitely my main, my, my main uh, approach is to look for long tail keywords. But after that, um, Social media is second, but the thing is with social media is, you know, most people, and really, really after that, I'm struggling to name anything that I use. I mean, we do use, for Coach Life Coach, we do use Facebook ads, but I wouldn't recommend, the thing with Facebook ads is, and when we get into conversion, we'll talk about this, but you can't really sell on Facebook. It really wants to be for like list building or whatever. Um, and the same goes for social media. So 95% of the life coaches I see using in social media do it badly. And I've had life coaches say to me, well, I do what you do. And I'm like, well, don't, don't do what I do because I talk about politics. I talk about a religion. I talk, you know, I'm, I make jokes. I swear a lot, but, but that's my brand. That's who I am. You know, for most life coaches, that's not going to work. You know, I, I recently bought the life, bought the, the domain, theangrylifecoach.com because 
because I'm angry all the time. No, my life's great, it's fantastic. I'm angry for other people, and I kind of like will speak out. But that's going to turn off 95% of people. So I know who I'm talking to. I know who my marketplace is. Most life coaches uploading quotes to Pinterest and uh, to, to Facebook, a big problem, uh, you know, way back when, five, six years ago, before Pinterest really exploded. And, and now everybody's doing it. It's like, it doesn't work. Don't do it. I mean, if you want to do it for fun, like I do, and, you know, so, so I use Twitter for fun. I use Pinterest for fun. But it doesn't work. It's not going to bring your clients. There's just too many people doing it. It's just such a crowded space. Mm-hmm. Um, um, one of the big problems that, you know, one of the, the big errors that I see life coaches making is, I'm going to take a step back about 20 years. I used to own a record store, and we started doing second-hand vinyl and, and, uh, and, and just records in general. And... Um, People will come in and say, uh, how much will you give us for this? I'll say, I'll give you £5 for it or whatever. And they say, well, it's worth £20. I'm like, oh, how do you know? I said, well, I saw it in Record Collector. And I'm like, what you saw was how much it was sold for. You, what you didn't know is how much was paid for it. It's not worth that. And basically what life coaches see is they see what other people are doing, but they don't really know if it works. And they become like lemmings, like, okay, I've got to set the sign, I've got to do motivational quotes. It's like, oh, you know, it's just like, seriously? Is, is that, is that going to separate you from the competition? And that's what life coaches are going to do now. Hmm. They've got to separate themselves from the competition because if you don't, then there's a 10,000 coaches, 100,000 coaches just like you, and there's no reason for people to hire you. So just sticking motivation, you know, quotes up there is is just not going to work. You know, it's about conversion, Brene. It's about, you know, if you, if you can't convert that person, then it becomes a hobby, something you may enjoy, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, uh, but it's not a sustainable business. Yeah. What I've heard in this discussion is that you're using social media, but you're using it actually in a way that's fun and an expression of your personality. So it's kind of like an, an add on to your brand as, a, as opposed to, I don't know, anything sort of bigger than that. You just enjoy yeah. it. Is that, yeah, have I interpreted just, that right? Okay. Yeah, no, I, I think you have. I mean, social media, there's so many different platforms. It's moving so quickly that, yeah, I, when I'm training coaches, I'll say, look, just focus on one or two. Do one or two well. Otherwise, you're going to do six or seven. You, know, you can do Twitter, you can do LinkedIn and Facebook and YouTube and Snapchat and Instagram. And, you know, there's just so many and Pinterest and Google Plus and what have you. You're just going to spread yourself so thin, you're just going to do nothing well. So you, you're better nailing one, finding where your niche hang out and really going to town on that because, you know, then you'll start to build up yourself as an authority on that site or on that platform rather um whereas most coaches just like think they've got to be on everyone yeah I, I i've never posted to instagram for example in my life you know i don't post to youtube anymore i used to and i've had some posts that have had you know twenty thousand views on what i did but it's just very difficult very difficult platform to convert well let's let's switch gears now because we've we've talked about you know this is we've been talking a lot about how do you get 
traffic to your website in the first place. But actually, a successful website is a website that converts a stranger mm -hmm. into a customer. Um, so how does that work? Well, first of all, you know, what, uh, I sort of alluded to this before, what most life coaches make the mistake of doing is thinking that their homepage or whatever the landing page is where they're driving traffic to, that the point of that is to create clients. It's absolutely not. The point of your homepage is to get people on your list. People on, you know, it, it's incredibly difficult to sell people, you know, we're not selling Snickers bars here. We're not selling an impulse buy. You're looking to people to invest, you know, several hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. So try and get them to hire you from just landing on your website is just ridiculous. You're not going to do it. What you should be doing is trying to build up a relationship with them, get them onto your newsletter list. And then, so for example, when people sign up for my newsletter, they get four free ebooks, but they're, they're, they're scheduled to go out at weekly intervals so that I have a chance while they, before they've got all the books that I can start to build up a relationship by sending out a newsletter that they're going to see and I can try and add value. It's just stupid to try, you know, it's just, I, I mentioned this before with Facebook ads. So when we're selling Coach Life Coach training, we don't try and sell it on Facebook ads. You can't do it. We, we, we do, we list build, we get people onto our list. We want to show them that we know what we're talking about. We want to add value. We want to like, you know, be, build up a relationship because coaching is a very close working relationship. And if you, if you can't, if you can't build that with somebody, then they're not going to hire you. Nobody hires a coach that they don't like. Now, you might buy from somebody you don't like, like a car salesman or whatever, because, but you don't work with somebody one-on-one. -on -one. You don't set up a, you know, a medium, a short, medium, long-term relationship or whatever, so you don't like. And that's what your list allows you to do. So it's kind of adding as much value as you can. And, and so, so really there's two things that every homepage needs for life coaching in my opinion and the first is what's in it for me so it's a big sales thing so i spent 20 years in sales and it's like if you can't if you can't clearly um enunciate what's in it for the person on your website so my website is all about get unstuck get unstuck get unstuck now that's not really a niche in fact it's not a niche at all it speaks to certain people that are stuck so i'm saying to you know, i am the coach that can help you get unstuck so the first thing is what's in it for me and the second thing is a call to action, a single call to action. There's, no, there's nothing wrong with putting your phone number on your website in case you do get something that lands there that's ready to hire. Yeah, definitely do that. But most people aren't. So really, it's like, I'm you know, a potential customer, I'll land on your website. What do you want me to do? And, and that's the call to action. That's the get my newsletter list here and get my e-course or get my, you know, whatever the bribe is to get people on, on the list. Cause these days, if you haven't got a bribe, then you're dead. You're, you're dead out of bored. luck. Yeah. So yeah. just yeah. What, for the people who haven't seen your website yet, what is your, your freebie, your, your carrot to get them to join your email list? What are you giving? Uh, for Dan Adventure. So I have two websites. So Dan Adventure is my personal coaching. 
and that is the four free ebooks. So I actually give people five, and then send a bonus one out, saying thanks for sticking with me so long. Here's a bonus ebook, and they're all full length books. You know, I've written nine books, and and you know, they're, they're, they're not. It's not like a four page report of which three pages is saying, you know what, you really should hire me. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of that at all. It's, it's real value. Yeah. So it's like try to create, yeah, create value. So people think, okay, well, this guy um, knows what he's talking about, hopefully. And with Coach Life Coach, it's different, Benet, because we give different bribes out. It's a lot more technical. So we, we use a system called Active Campaign for mm-hmm. Coach Life Coach. And depending on what, what, what page somebody lands on, they may get offered, they'll always get offered a, a bribe. And, and everybody uses this phrase. It sounds a little bit tacky now, think about it, but everybody calls it a bribe. But they'll get a different bribe that is relevant to the page they're on. So if they've landed on a page where we've written a post about branding, it will be get your seven, you know, seven tips on how to brand your business or whatever it is. You know, mm-hmm. um, Carl, my partner, does most of the back-end stuff of that, to be quite honest with you. Um, so, it, so it's relevant, whereas with a day adventure, Mike, it is a lot more generic because most people go to a day adventure just wanting general self-development advice. Most people who go to Coach Life Coach want specific advice on growing their coaching business or being a better coach. So we have to make it more targeted. Yeah. Okay. So let, we've got, we, you've got these two sites. One is um, a little bit more sophisticated because it's got lots of freebies or bribes or whatever you want to call them. And then a daring nice. adventure has just the one simple one because it's a more personal development centered yeah. website. And then once somebody opts into that list, it's, it's sounding like your team has set up a whole series of email automated emails or autoresponders yeah. in yes. your chosen system. You're using active campaign for coach the life coach. And what are you using for a daring adventure? Aweber. And you're using Aweber. I, I, yeah, I use, I've used both of those too. Love both of them. Um, so you've got this whole chain of emails that just automatically goes out without you having to do any work. Correct. It's quite finesse. Sometimes I'll get emails back from people that obviously think I've just sat and responded to them. You know, so um, I've just slack. I've just cut about three thousand people out of my list. People hadn't opened an email for a couple of years or whatever, and you know, whatever. But I've still got about seven thousand people on my list, and people send me emails. Oh, thanks very much for responding. I really appreciate it. I have no idea. Isn't that great? I get those too, um, and it's it's really nice. And I always write back to them, though. Yeah. I always say thank yeah, you. No, I, I do. I, I always respond. Yeah. But I think that means that you've you've really um, when when somebody writes back to an automated email that you've sent out, that that means that you've really nailed that email. Because Walk us through the process then. They're on your, this automated chain of things. They might get more freebies in that email chain, but then you're taking, taking them through a story, through a dialogue. You're, you're building that relationship. You're building rapport. How are you leading into a sale? How does that all work? A day adventure is probably not the best exa- example. So, so, so let, let me just back up and explain what I mean by that. So with a day adventure, probably for about the last four or five years, I'm pretty much full all the time with clients that I don't really do any any much selling to my list. I just send them free stuff out. And every now and then I may say, okay, it's the holidays at Christmas. I'm going to do a dip, you know, on coaching or whatever. And that's pretty much it. But 
Coach Life Coach is a lot different. So we have, we have well, hold on. I, I don't want to jump to Coach Life Coach yet. So what, what I've just heard you say is that you're actually, you're, you're full with clients, right? So you don't need to do much for a daring yeah. adventure. Did I hear that right? Yeah. So I, I, I would, no, I'm, very, I'm, I'm very hands off with my list. So I, I don't like pushing them. I don't, you know, I, I won't do uh, joint ventures with people in, unless I know the product and really like it or I know the person and I'm fully 100% behind it. So I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really um, defensive of my list, not defensive, what's the word, protective, protective. of my list. Yeah. yeah. So when people say to me, you know, you know, Tim, I've got this great offer. You can make this amount of money. My immediate response is, I just don't care. I don't care. If you're kicked off by saying your readers are going to love it because of this, that then I'm like, okay, all right. If they're going to really enjoy it, it's not really about money. But I understand for most coaches, that's not the case. So for most coaches, you want to convert people into clients. So um, and I've got to use Coach Life Coach because I've never really done the process with the intervention because um, it's been so long since I you know, was struggling for clients. But with Coach Life Coach, you, you then go through a launch process of like, you know, um, building up. And one of the things that a lot of coaches fight shy of, and I do too with the intervention, um, is you, you really have to hammer your list. You have to, you know. So we we just we've just done our most. We've just done two courses on Coach Life Coach, a client acquisition course, which finished yesterday, uh, Sunday, and uh, we've got the next full Coach Life Coach course. Um, we hit the list probably five times in a week, saying you know it's ending, you know the, the early birds ending and what have you. And I'm like every time we send out, I'm like, oh, oh no, we're going to get people unsubscribing, but. <laughs> But the, the reality of the situation is, you know, anybody that unsubscribes because you're telling them about an offer you're running, is never going to buy from you anyway. Yeah. And it's just an ego thing. Yeah. So you kind of have to do it. And, you know, I've had people say, oh, I'm glad you sent that last one. You know, we, we, with, the, with the current course that we're running, we've only got 12 places on it. And with the early bird, we sold 11 of them, of which four came in the last four or five hours. When we said, okay, we're closing the early bird cart now, which we have done. If you want it, you're going to have to get on the phone to me now or call my partner. And we've got four people just right up against the deadline. It's always like that. Yeah, it's people need that. reminders. I, had, I just ran my first Easter promotion um, over the Easter long weekend. And yeah, I made more sales on that second. I only sent out two emails because I was like the same thing, cringing. Like, I don't want to hammer my list. I don't want to annoy them. But yeah, you made, right. I made more money because people were really grateful to get reminded like, oh gosh, this is closing. Yeah. I got this great opportunity. So you're actually doing them a service. <laughs> but sometimes- Exactly. You know now, so if you, if you go and, and so I was writing a blog post about a couple of months ago, or whatever, and I wanted to make a joke about men's underwear. And I can't remember why now, or whatever. <laughs> and I was reminded, and I'm not sure if they're even, even available in Australia, but I was reminded there's a company called Tommy John, which are a So I went in and typed Tommy John into Google because I, I wasn't 100% sure how it was spelt. I thought it was evil, I wasn't sure. I wanted to spell it right. For the next two weeks, I was bombarded with adverts. Tom and John, every time I went anywhere, it would pop up Tom and John. I'm like, look, I don't want any men's underwear, okay? <laughs> um, but 
there's been stuff like that. So, uh, best example I, I is that I was thinking of buying a, a, I've got a Mac and I've no uh, DVD drive. And I was thinking of buying a Super Drive. I went on to hours and looked at Super Drives. And I was bombarded for about two or three weeks with adverts for SuperDrive. So and eventually I just thought, you know what, I'll just buy it. So I don't have to look at these ads anymore. <laughs> it worked. And I didn't kind of want, I didn't kind of want to. Yeah. But it was just like ridiculous. And, and it's like, you know, people aren't sure. There's something in NLP, New Orleans Linguistic Programming, called Convincing Strategies. And there's the, the, the common... Uh, convincing strategy that, that tends to get circulated a lot is people need to see things seven times before they make a decision. Now that's a very, very rough rule of thumb. For some people it's one, some people need to see it multiple times, some people need to see it, you know, for, um, 20, 30 times or whatever. And, you know, so it's not that, you know, it's not that people don't want to buy, they may not be ready at that point in time, they may not be sure, it may be just that, you know, so in, in sales, when I used to train salespeople, if they didn't push the, the, the client or the prospect, I'd be like, you're doing them a disservice. If you think you've got a product that really works, so I'm really confident in Coach Life Coach, the training that we give people, because I've done what I'm teaching other people to do. So if I don't explain that clearly to people, then I've actually not delivered a duty of care to them. Yeah. You know, I basically just, yeah, you know what, don't want it. Well, how do you know? People will tell you if you don't want something by, you know, so, so I'm on a list called, I don't know if you're familiar with, or Authority Hacker, which is possibly the best site on SEO and basically authority websites or whatever. So I'm a, um, I subscribe to their site and I get battered with emails because I just delete them. It's just a click. Oh, it's just a sales email, delete it. But you know what? I, actually, this is a podcast and I want to listen to it. Um, so if you're delivering quality information 70% of the time and, and people get pissy with you, because you try to sell to them and earn your money back uh, and create a business that's sustainable. It's not sustainable just to keep giving, 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 yeah. unless you're already wealthy. It's just not sustainable. You can't run a business like that. So with your, um, with your emails, uh, part of them are giving, and then there is a percentage where you actually are running a promotion or right. telling people about a, a, pro a new product or training. Mm -hmm. Uh, what what is the percentage for you? Just roughly. Probably about that. Probably about seventy percent are. That's a good question, actually. Dan. I've actually sat down and worked that out. Uh, but I'm, I would guess seventy thirty, maybe eighty 70. twenty as you given. Yeah. So I do like three, four launch, three, usually about three launches a year. So it can be intense for a short period of time, and then there's nothing for about two or three months. We yeah. just giving, just sending information out or what have you. you know, so no more than 70, 30, you know, that's, that's the worst it would ever be, that it's 70% free stuff and 30% we're trying to sell. Mm -hmm. uh, probably more like 8 to 20, I'd say. So I just want to come back to the, the conversion process and 
because I think uh, a couple of people, you know, probably taking some notes and trying to get the steps out. So they've, they've put a freebie on their site. They've got somebody onto their list. They've got mm -hmm. this lovely sequence of, of free stuff and rapport building emails that automatically go out to somebody once they sign up for their list. And it's sounding to me like you actually will, will dip in and, and send some, um, some some current email as well on top of those that automated sequence. Have I interpreted that correctly? Yeah, you have. I mean, I don't actually plan. Uh, you know, I don't. Once you start to get a list of any size, so maybe over two hundred and fifty people, you can't really then plan. You, you know, the people coming onto your list just have to slot into the process. If that makes sense so because somebody's joined you don't think oh i don't want to send them a newsletter out after two it would just get too complex so you got you know so i get people you know there is never a day goes by where i don't get you know between five and ten people sign up to my list or whatever so they just fit in there and yeah they'll get an email from me from you know the autoresponder every week or so and then it will just be chance on when they get an actual uh, a newsletter from me that's, uh, I, I just would not stop and work that out. I'm not sure how you could do that, actually. Yeah, it, it, it just becomes almost too overwhelming, I find, personally. Yeah. I know some marketers actually do, and they say the more complicated your behind the systems is, the better and the more money you're going to make. But I just can't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's probably the <laughs> I'm like, I don't problem. care. It makes my life yeah, yeah, I'm just, you know what, if somebody doesn't, yeah, whatever. I mean... I'm sure there are ways, you know, that I've never even stopped to think about it, to be honest with you, but I'm sure there are, you know, so I use, you know, you've used uh, Active Campaign, which is complicated, but, you know, Infusionsoft, for example, then takes it to another level where there's all sorts of more functionality, and you, you know, you pretty much can do what you want. And you're paying for it too. Okay, so. Exactly. Your autoresponder series, you say you send them a, a weekly email. Is it, how many weeks do you do that? Four, so they get, well, no, five, uh, they get an extra one, they don't know about the fifth one, so they'll get, uh, well, no, it will be four, so they'll get the one when they join, they'll get an ebook uh, e straight away, and then I'll say in the bottom of that, you know, I'll, you'll get the next one next week, just to try and keep people on the list, because I want to keep them on the list long enough where I know for certain they're going to get a, a newsletter off me, and hopefully, gotcha. I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, yeah, to be honest with you, it's probably, if somebody... Um, joins my list where I'm in the middle of a launch sequence, uh, which doesn't really happen for a day eventually, but it, it could do, then, then, then yeah, they could easily bail out on me. But it, it is what it is. You know, at the end of the day, I used to get all fretful and what have you, going, oh, I've had 10 people unsubscribed. You know, I sent a newsletter. Yeah, you know, I've, had, I've had newsletters go out where I've lost, you know, 100 subscribers, and it's just like, you know, it's okay. okay. Yeah, it's just feedback. Really. I think it's really important for the coaches listening to this show to hear that too, is that every, every time I send out an email, I get a percentage that unsubscribes and it's just normal. Everybody People does. get bored Everybody and they, they're like, this isn't for me. And that's actually good because you don't want to be spamming them or sending them emails they don't yeah, want. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Okay. So five weeks worth of emails and then you send a newsletter every month. Is that correct? No, uh, I, I think it's something interesting to say. Okay, yeah. Oh, no, well, that's something that I wanted to pick your brains about because, you know, some people feel like, oh, they have to write every day or they have to write every week or they have to write every month. So, yeah. uh, it's really Jonathan Fields. 
is a, is a marketing guy, Jonathan Fields. He's a really, really good guy. He wrote a fantastic book called Career Renegade, which is probably way out of date now because it was about uh, social media back in 2009, 2010. Super smart guy, really, really nice guy as well. And he had a blog, and I guess posted from a couple of times, and I got to him fairly well. And he had a blog, and he probably had, I'm guessing now, looking at his, he probably had about 50,000 subscribers. And he ran an experiment. He didn't post for about three and a half weeks. And then he wrote a blog post about it. He had one person contact him and say, why haven't you posted? After 50,000 people don't care. They, they, by and large, they don't notice. It's kind of like nobody is sat there thinking, where's Tim Brownson's email? <laughs> They don't give a crap about Tim Brownson's email unless they read one and think, oh, this is useful. But then it's not me, it's just a useful email, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think, you know, the, the whole consistency thing, uh, maybe 10 years ago, yeah, probably. Now, it's just people have got so many, you know, so many resources that are pulling on their time and just... They, People don't care. Hmm. You know, so so I, I, I think, you know, so with, with, with posting, with, so moving away from newsletters and going back to blog posts, for example, you know, I, I, yeah, you're much better going for quality, in-depth posts that people are going to want to link to and, you know, high-quality content than you are taking a Seth Godin approach. And by the way, Seth Godin's brilliant but nobody can replicate what he does because he's Seth Godin, he's fantastic. If you don't know that, I mean, his second name is G-O-D-I-N. And, and he's great, he's fantastic, he's a genius at what he does. But a lot of his content is what Google terms, terms as thin content or skinny content. In other words, if I'm knocking out blog posts of three or 400 words, they're not even gonna get indexed on Google. They're gonna, there's just no value to them other than in and of themselves that you know, people may be reading them. So yeah, I think coaches are much better concentrating on thinking, you know what, I'm going to do a two and a half thousand word post and it's going to absolutely kill it on this topic. Mm, yeah. Uh, they are. Newsletters are a little bit different. So I'm, we can I split the difference down there because newsletters, yeah, you can, you can definitely bang out a 300 word newsletter and it can have impact. But Posts are things that bring in the traffic to your blog. You know, newsletter isn't going to bring in traffic to your website of any consequence. Whereas a great blog post can bring. Yeah, I've had I've had uh, four blog posts that have brought in over half a million uh, unique visitors each. Yeah, and one of those is just about on a million now. So they can bring. You're never going to get that from a newsletter. It's just because it's only going to get the people that you send it to that are on your list, plus maybe a handful of people that forward it on. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's understanding the difference between the two. Okay, well, we kind of need to wrap it up. We've been talking forever. Okay. I've really enjoyed a lot of the, the nuggets that have come out today. But I just want to know, before we, before we do wrap up, Tim, if there is one piece of advice you could give to the coaches that are listening to this episode, that, you know, actionable piece of information they could take away, what, what would that be for you? I think it would be don't get wrapped up in what other coaches are doing. Mm. You know, there's, there's, you know, people say, I've been asked loads of times, is, it, is the coaching marketplace saturated? Yes, it's mm. saturated. 
and it's saturated with mediocrity. So it's people that are going to do something different just because of the coaches there. Yeah, so, so, so the advice would be learn online marketing and then separate yourself from all the coaches that can't, I'm going to use English, but can't be asked to learn it themselves. Love it. Okay, especially the bit about don't get wrapped up in what others are doing because you've mm. got you to stand out. It is really competitive. I'm, I'm starting to see all these blog posts coming out from some of the big coaches that's just saying that online courses and coaching programs are just not selling as well anymore. And so the, the, the trends seem to really be changing with this. Yeah, we, we've just had our two best launches ever. So that will be how I respond to it. It's because it is the reason why it's not selling as well before because they're doing exactly what they were doing 10 years ago. Yeah. And not with it. So it can be done. You've just got to be a bit smart about it. Yeah. And be yourself, I think. And really, yeah, embra embrace it. Be confidently yourself. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Tim. It was well, just delightful well, to talk with you. <laughs> thank you. I, I really enjoyed it. Delightful to talk with you too. And thank you listeners for listening to another episode of Coach Pep Talk. You can do us a favor by going into iTunes and liking the show. Hope everybody has a great day and happy coaching.